Hey, uh, hey there, little chuddleheads. Brian here. Just wanted to pop in and say I kind of flubbed on uh, the, the audio this week. I'm not even going to blame it on Teddy Spaghetti. Um, we'll just blame it all on me this time. So sorry, you'll notice little things cut in and out with Sam and Ross's audio, but I think for the most part, you can uh, get through it and enjoy it and love it the way you've loved all of our episodes before. So Thank you for, for, thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us and uh, have fun. Not the chuddle. Chuddle. This movie sounds awful. I'm sorry, guys. Surprise. Whoa. Touching butts. Kinky. Creepypasta. Please. Doina. You can't say Teddy Spaghetti three times or else. Don't mention his name. Pastacle. A Ouija version of the stranger. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey. Hey. Out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Shuttle the Pod, where three best friends take a look at the curious world around us. What do I mean by the world around us? Well, one could say we discuss the gruesome, we tell tales of the ghoulish, spooky stories and such of grisly matters and and gnarly Mm. expeditions Mm. and exploits to the matters of all things wild i don't know that's okay we're working with it and those voices that are yeah. working with me here are my beautiful co-occupants we'll head over to sam first you can follow oh. him at chuddle the sam on instagram and twitter how you doing i am doing very well uh it's good to be here thank you for having me oh you're welcome it's good to have you here and forevermore mm. oh, <laughs> so what's cool. going on good stuff uh no yeah no a bunch of good stuff watch that uh that beatles documentary everybody's talking about how did you feel about it my parents had an opinion they told me oh yeah um (laughs) i liked it it depends on what (laughs) i guess what you would go for i guess they Uh, were really bored by it (laughs) oh yeah i mean i can see that it's okay like eight hours long and most of it's just them like working out songs and practicing the same songs over and over um, so if you're interested in like how a band works and writes songs, yeah, um, okay. then it's interesting. And then obviously the Beatles is like the band of bands. So more people are interested in them than others. Um, so I liked that. I mean, you, you literally mm-hmm. see Paul McCartney sit down with guitar and start to fiddle with it and play and start vocalizing is what it says in the subtitles, which is just like da 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 da. Eventually he makes get back. Right. Um, so you see like songs get made, you see him bring in Let It Be, you see other songs get presented to each other. Um, yeah, I heard I, they do make up like a lot of, or there's songs that were like, but up, but but but, and they like just had like a tune and like oh, almost yeah, so added to it at first and then came up with the lyrics for absolutely. it. Absolutely. And the, they, if you think about it, I noticed that watching it, how, how much of that is just they have the melody or the tune and they put words to it. So many Beatles songs don't have any words, and it's just like, "Hey Jude," like "Na na na," or uh, "Oblada Oblada," or sure, dude, they they like, kept some of those nonsensicals yeah, in there. <laughs> I wonder how many of the songs they were like, you know what? We don't need to make lyrics. Oblada Oblada sounds good, good enough. We're done. Just we're keep good. it on the track. Oh, and that other that other voice you hear chiming in with his lovely opinion is our other co-occupant Ross. Follow mm-hmm. him on Instagram at Shuttle the Ross. How you doing? How are you? I'm doing 
I'm doing well, Brian. How are uh don't how ask me how doing? I'm doing yet. No, no, I'm no, not answering that. Yet. It's all, okay, up, it's all about you about, right now. Yeah, you have to say yeah, thank no, you no, for having me and then oh, tell right. us about Actually, your week. Actually, Brian, thank you for having me for at uh, the end of 2021. Oh, you are because, welcome. Yeah, this is uh, this is the end of the year, man. This is the uh, the end times and uh of the, year. the end times of the year i'm sorry the end, end times, times of the year, of the year. Not, yeah there's not no, the end times oh. yet there's no prophecy going into like 2022 that i'm aware of correct mm. yeah i don't think those so, are the ones there? that get you i mean maybe yeah, we should have looked into it that sounds like we something probably we probably should have probably should have looked yeah we probably should have <laughs> researched that before actually recording and then investing but, uh, time no <laughs> things things are well things have been good uh you know the the year's coming to an end and we're uh uh, uh, everyone's kind of just, uh, you know, kind of doing their thing. Christmas has come and gone and no, oh, yes. you know, uh, I yeah, hope you got yeah, all the, the presents and gifts and love and admiration you deserve. I didn't, uh, I slept through most of it, uh, and no one woke me up. Uh, and I, uh, walked out and, uh, everybody was gone and oh, the food well. that I had prepared the night before was eaten. So, uh, okay. I ordered McDonald's and, uh, anyone show up? Was it like a Langolier well, situation? I had a lovely time with your family. So thank oh, you. <laughs> I would have, I would have appreciated uh, okay. you actually waking me up. <laughs> well, the whole idea was, it was like prank on Ross. Merry <laughs> Christmas, sucker. Merry Christmas. Oh, uh-huh. you home alone. You home alone. You home them. Yeah. Oh, nice. okay. God. I should have, honestly, I should have seen that coming. You <laughs> should have seen it coming. And I am your final co-occupant. My name is Brian. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ChuddleTheBrian with a Y because why not? And I'm doing pretty good, Ross. Thanks for asking. Uh, good. I was thinking, mm-hmm. I mean, we literally had this, had a conversation the other night at one of our pre-production meetings that I wanted mm. to bring up in here again because it, it tickled me. Quite a bit. Late on me. It was, mm-hmm. um, we were discussing of in the olden days, it was, it was probably about 2005, 2006. Sam and I were mm-hmm. hanging out. Oh, yes, the olden days. <laughs> the olden days in the <laughs> metropolitan Orlando area. And mm-hmm. we, and actually, probably not even metropolitan, it was more out by the, the school that's out there. Anyway, University. Sam and I are in a, a Best Buy, and a kid that's much younger uh-huh. comes up to me and is just like, Hey, man, do you like Papa Roach? And at the time, I would be, I, I, I probably scoffed. Insulted. And it's, yeah. <laughs> I felt <laughs> insulted. I, I felt insulted. So I was probably like, Ugh, you dumb child. I didn't say that, but I had that in my voice. And I was like, totally. oh, no. And then like giggled and ran away with Sam. And we went to go look at fucking an Atreyu CD or something. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking, and it's, I don't know if this is the first time I thought about it, the fact that like, yeah, I was kind of an ass to like a kid that I don't know, probably just like yeah. I don't know what he was trying to open up with. If he genuinely wanted genuinely a, wanted to know if I liked Papa Roach or just wanted to be like maybe we'll th- hang out and like that. look at this cool guy. <laughs> yeah. Like I know you, how to break the ice with the cool yeah. guy. He uh, he tried cool he tried presenting a line of dialogue to yes. you. And you shot it down like a lame horse, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you just stopped him right in his tracks. And uh, I don't think he ever recovered. Honestly, I don't know him personally, but I know. hope he, he probably listens now and is uh, probably look at me <laughs> being arrogant <laughs> I mean, again. He's <laughs> obsessed with. I feel like I, I was going to say, is he a stalker? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is perfectly 
nice young kid. He's probably what, like thirty now? Like <laughs> Yeah. With a huge grudge. Right? Exactly. I'm on a list and now Steve I'm presenting Buscemi. myself out there he telling the story. And now he's like, now Oh he's, shit. He that's the guy? That's the guy. Yeah, no, he's Fuck he's Steve guy. Buscemi from Happy Madison. Well, I just wanna extend an apology. <laughs> um when he uh yeah. Buscemi was in the movie, right? Oh, sorry. That was Billy Madison. Was Happy Billy Madison's Madison. production company. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I got to yep. lay off the eggnog. Anyway, just randomly thinking about that the other day. And I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry, kid. I didn't. I, I'm an ass. <laughs> like if I was in a video game my and I had like skill levels, I think my charisma would be at like uh, zero or one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sounds right. <yeah. laughs> in terms of like normal interactions in the world maybe i can fake it a little bit better here but thank you so much for joining us this week we are going to i don't know probably do things a little bit differently sam has a little bit of a segment for us but we're gonna really go hard into our new year's evil theme and talk a little bit talk about some evil evil stuff so before we get to all that we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break and welcome back. Thank you very much to our kind sponsors for those kind words of encouragement once again. Uh, for, the, <laughs> for this segment, we're going to head over to Sam this week, who has a very special music moment. Mm, Sam. Indeed. Brian. Oh, that was my kid. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the, I, I'm doing my first music moment here. Um, as derived from the metal drop uh, today. So I had kind of thought about doing this anyway for a New Year's episode. Mm-hmm. And then Ross said it kind of offhandedly kind of as a joke. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Fuck it. Sweet. So Thursday, the band Thursday, they were, they became popular about 20 years ago now. Whew. And they've kind of been around since broken up, gotten back together, broken up. I think that actually they haven't been around since. I don't think they've done anything in like 10 years now. That's not the point. They're a post-hardcore band. Uh, at least that's what it says. In a lot of places, I always kind of thought of them as an emo band, mm-hmm, um, sure. which I guess could be post-hardcore sure. genres. You know, they're so yeah. tricky. They're so tricky. Uh, yeah, they're from New Brunswick, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. and they signed to victory records and that's when they kind of blew up with their album full collapse uh that was very popular that's when i got into them understanding in a car crash uh well we'll talk about our history with them if we have any afterwards yeah. uh but this song uh it's it's four minutes and 50 seconds long. I'm going to play about a one minute clip starting right before the breakdown. It's called jet black new year. So of course it fit our new year's theme because it has new year in the title. Uh, And so let's check in with Thursday. Walking like each other's ghosts around the silent streets Saturdays tell you everything is alright My calendar's dying New Year's Eve parties So kiss hard on the lips and swear that 
moments in a song that part in particular oh, yeah. uh, <clears throat> maybe sure. of all time i've never made a list but i love it all right, all right. the uh that is my favorite thursday song it came off the, an ep of theirs called five stories falling i believe it was four or five live tracks plus that new recorded song here. yeah <clears throat> um so the funny thing th- there they had signed to victory records blew up on victory records things did not well with victory records <laughs> turns out victory records has a history of fucking their artists like all over the place oh wow um which is funny because like I, I if you guys were like me almost every band that you liked uh or tons of bands that you liked right when you were 17 or 18 were on victory or on victory records yeah yeah um so they had all sorts of issues. Uh, I I read some places that they released this EP with four or five live songs and one new song to fulfill their contract before they could okay. sign on to a new label. Sure, sure. Oh, um, wow. And that live, they would tell people just to download Jet Black New Year and <laughs> not buy the album so Don't that they the wouldn't album. support Victory Records. That's uh, they had all sorts of problems with money and victory, as many da- bands did. Taking Back Sunday would have problems with them. Hawthorne Heights would have problems with them. Atreyu would have problems with them. Um, it, it Streetlight Manifesto. It's crazy how many bands had issues with Victory Records. One of the things I thought was funny that's sort of, I guess, infamous is that um, involving Thursday in particular is that victory is merch people had thursday whoopee thursday whoopee cushions made out to like give out at warp tour okay and found out about it and was like can we talk about this <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah like, like what a weird piece of merch i mean <laughs> i could see like blink 182 or no Us. effects or like some Ooh. pop punk could we get <laughs> could we get shuttle the pod whoopee cushions made? Yeah, is that, is that, is that 100%. the that merch route we go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, novelty, just whoopee cushions, novelty gags. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Small, medium, and large whoopee cushions. Ooh, large <laughs> models. The large models. Also, fart machines. Well, mm. well, there's a whole this is, skew. We yeah, yeah, we got to take this off air. We don't want anyone else yeah, to sure, our idea sure. here. Yeah, <laughs> all these knockoffs. Right. Um, so one of the cool things about Thursday that I didn't know, uh, was that Jeff Rickley, the singer put on a bunch of house shows in his basement in Jersey and mm-hmm. would have pretty big bands come in. And so when he formed Thursday, they were opening for these bands. Jersey's for <laughs> Jersey Thursday's first basement show 
was with uh oh man i don't want to forget everybody but i feel like i'm going to well i know it was with saves the day and poison the well <laughs> and okay. there's like right. another big band or two that i sure. forget that we're all on this basement show that was thursday's sure. first show yeah, so uh, yeah uh just what a, such a cool mm-hmm. scene in time i would have mm-hmm. loved to have been there for mm-hmm. sure um and let me check my notes to make sure there's nothing. Victory sucks. Oh, so uh, <laughs> the a funny thing about that song we just listened to, Rybrand, I know you're a MyChem fan. Um, Gerard Way does backup screaming vocals on that song. Okay. And Jeff wow. Rickley produced the first MCR album, and apparently he does vocals on a track on that album because oh, okay. I don't know if their first one came out in 2002. This came out in 2002. I would know it was roughly the same time. Interesting. He, uh, from what I know, Jeff Rickley is supposedly the one who kind of put them on the map or helped oh, them well, get their start in the yeah, 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 industry. Sure. I can see so, that happening. I, um, I had no idea. And then did you guys listen to Thursday? Did you listen to that song? Did yeah. you not listen to anything? No, what, I've listened to um, a bunch of Thursday. I, I I have to agree with you. I think Jet Black, Jet Black New Year is um, the first time I heard it. Um, it was really, really interesting to hear the countdown because there's so many other songs that try to do something clever with, say, like the title track and then tie it back into the song somehow, where mm-hmm. this felt, I think it was the, um, the wordplay and how it was kind of presented that it didn't, it's like, it's so easy to make shit like that super hokey and sure. super cheesy and mm-hmm. none of that with this song where like you kind of just, the second the countdown happens, it's more of like, I got goosebumps instead of like, mm-hmm. oh, you decided to do a countdown during a new year's song. Cool. Exactly. Exactly. No, with Jet Black New Year, it kind of has that like, oh shit. Okay, cool. All right, Mm -hmm. cool. And the narrative so is so, um, I mean, with a lot of those uh, emo bands are so, uh, or post hardcore or whatever didn't name. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, kind of their uh, their hat nod is mostly just like not morose songs, but like having a. It's almost like the official anti New Year's New Year's song. You know what I mean? Right. And that's mm-hmm. I don't know. I I I really really enjoy the song. I enjoyed it. I I mean, I've always grew up knowing of Thursday and probably listened to it when friends have put it on, but I never owned mm-hmm. an album or actually actively listened to them. Mm-hmm. So I don't right. have as much as insightful uh dialogue as as ross provided here but uh i liked it i enjoyed it yeah. i think it'll there's it'll no be... way you haven't heard that song in my car like exactly in like I, i've definitely no way. Right. heard and listened but to this stuff never, before but yeah, yeah, never, yeah right for whatever reason i was banging my head against the wall trying to figure out so i and i still swear that i saw them the night before five stories falling came out and they played that song, and I remember at the time being in the crowd at Janice Landing, which is now Janice Live in St. Pete, um, even being in the crowd at the time and kind of like stopping, jumping around just to like take it in because mm-hmm. I thought it was incredible hearing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then trying to figure out who was on the tour, different things, They it's 
I found they were on tour at that time, but it says they were in New Orleans the night before. The, the night that I would have been thinking of. But then <laughs> yeah. I also found something else uh, showing they were on tour with the bands that I remembered seeing them with during the same month, but I couldn't really find anything to specify or I, I was hoping, but it didn't work out. But I think that I saw them and heard that song for the first time with Cursive and From Autumn to Ashes and Midtown. I think was was the lineup I saw. I know I saw the cursive in from Autumn Dashes at Janice, and I think it was that time with Thursday. But I I just can't remember. Can't remember. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, I feel like that. I've been trying to like trace shows back and figure out what I saw when, and it's yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I really wish I had collected and kept is flyers from shows. Mm, like fly- yeah. okay. Just to or, see what lineups minimum. you saw at different points. Yeah. <laughs> or honestly, at a minimum, the, the ticket stubs. Actually, one of the only ones that I have is the Everett Brothers show that we went to in Orlando oh, yeah. together. Mm-hmm. That has yeah. to lose. And I don't actually take that back. And then and also most of my Alkaline Trio stubs. Oh, cool. I kept. Yeah, I don't, don't have any of them. But my stubs wouldn't say... <laughs> I'm more interested in like what cool lineups have I seen? You know what I mean? Kind of like that, that basement show. (laughs) I mean, I will say there is a lot more information about specific shows online. If you just, there is, but it kind of tapers off. Like yeah, for when you would get older and older. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've noticed that too. It's rough. It's rough out there. Well, thank Mm -hmm. you for bringing that to us. I hope our, I know our listeners enjoyed that one. So that was our very first music moment. The uh, Metal Drops (laughs) official spinoff series. We we finally have a (laughs) spinoff. Yeah, (laughs) we did it. Congratulations. Good job, everyone. So what we're going to do is we're going to take one more quick break because then we're going to get into the loose meat of it all and jump into New Year's Evil. And welcome back. Thank you so much to our kind sponsors for those kind words of encouragement. So we are now going to jump over to Ross that took us on a wonderful journey into a brand new year with oh. a, a movie that uh, <laughs> I, it, it had it, it told a story. So, Ross, sure tell us uh, tell us uh, tell us about it. Well, hey there, buckaroos. Welcome for another video roundup with your pal, Ross. Spoilers ahead. From the cesspool of cinema comes 1980s. Mm, 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 mm. December classic. New Year's Evil. 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 (laughs) It's me, Um, Evil. Gentlemen, this film, um, I told, okay, so I had previously texted and called you guys beforehand because on paper, um, if you guys were following last week's podcast, um, I was like, man, the boys are going to just love Black Christmas. That's probably going to be a five across the board. So I can throw them this one, New Year's Evil. Um, and uh, I had to call them personally and apologize ahead of time where I was like, well, there was no Un- need unnecessary it. apology. Yeah. Unnecessary. Yeah, I need to do that. I, this, what, a, I mean, what a riot. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> get into the thick of it, but I will preemptively say it was unnecessary apology. We, I had a fun time with this. Although maybe I, the lowering of expectations more. Probably more. jacked I, that, it up. That, that helped to it, but yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
No, this is um, this is one of those hidden gem films. Uh, actually, up until recently, because I think Shout Factory just came out with a, uh, or not just came out, but more recently, the last few years, came mm-hmm. out with a Blu-ray of this, um, which has kind of gotten it a, a little more um, playing and notoriety. Uh, in they made a little documentary. Oh, and say what? They made a little documentary about it. It's probably a special feature. All I could find oh. it was on IMDb. I was trying to find it to watch it. But. To watch it? It's probably, yeah, it's, it's probably on the special features. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think up until last year, uh, MGM, man, those guys hid the gem that is the title song, New Year's Evil by the band Shadow. They officially released it on streaming in 2020, just to let you guys know. So it is on all streaming platforms. Yes. Good, oh, good, okay, good. good. Jam good. out to New Year's Evil. I'll be listening. Um, I know... I'm going to listen tonight. Yeah. I'll be listening <laughs> yeah. to oh, definitely on New Year's I mean, Eve. And if you uh, and in if, the future, <laughs> honestly, you didn't necessarily need to see it streaming because in the film, I think I counted four to five times. You almost hear the song in its entirety. Like this is almost a slasher meets VH1 classic or like just like late night or 120 minutes meets a slasher film is mm-hmm. a, a, a accurate description of most of New Year's Yeah, people. I'm not sure how many times we heard it, because all I know is every time it came on, I was like, oh. I was pretty oh, pumped right. for it. Yeah, every time it came back, I was like stoked that it was back. <laughs> Dude, absolutely, absolutely. So, New Year's Evil, uh, as a quick synopsis, is a uh, VJ, see, I'm, I want to say it's a VJ because we really don't know, do we? (laughs) We don't know. It's very obtuse. So it's like a VJ, maybe a radio host. Uh, Diane, a.k.a. Blaze, is hosting the New Year's Evil broadcast (laughs) across multiple time zones uh, and trying to figure out what is the best jam of the year with such bands as Shadow and made in japan yeah. and honestly it's just those two but they right. play like half <laughs> they switch each. back and forth between yeah, sets. i think there's costume changes too so it's yeah. like i think they were trying to be other bands but not and other on bands. imdb Sh- Sh- shadow is credited as or they their rock band shadow like capital yes. rock capital band shadow yes because i was rock trying to look band up shadow. That, the song <laughs> oh no rock band shadow is the cornerstone of all of the just crispy, juicy licks that you hear throughout this entire film. So give that. Yeah, you have to give Shadow credit for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock band Shadow. Rock a band mysterious Shadow. caller calls in onto the broadcast and we get to hear. Oh, my gosh. So we got the dialogue pulled up here. And tonight playing the role of Diane Sullivan will be Ross and <laughs> I will be the voice of our, our mysterious caller on this first one here. So, Ross, take it away. Blaze here. A crazy new year to you. Happy new year to you, Blaze. <laughs> oh, some kind of voice you got there. You sound like <laughs> the Phantom. You can call me that. <laughs> so you got a name, Phantom? Call me Evil. <laughs> evil? Evil I? <laughs> no, just evil. 
Well, listen, Mr. Evil, do you have a vote for the top song of the year? No, just the New Year's resolution. <sighs> <laughs> You're really getting into this. I, I'm, I'm going to happy. commit murder at midnight. <laughs> I'm going to kill someone you know, someone close to you. Diane hangs up the phone and turns to her audience. Well, we're really off to an interesting start, aren't we? Crazy trips must be a full moon. So that's the kind of, uh, that's what we're, that's we're, what we're dealing we're, with here. That's mm-hmm. what we're in store for. Right, right, so, right. New Year's resolution and we're to not, commit we're, we're murder. Not, murder. My voice wasn't so, uh, 100% on, but I do recommend if you haven't watched this movie to go and at least listen to these calls because yeah, it, it's like close to something like that. It's super cool. <laughs> I can't find before, the second goddamn thing. Sorry, before getting ahead. into uh, uh, the whole breakdown, what I really want to point out here with this film, which I think is really interesting, because there's some really cool stuff that's that this movie works with that I haven't seen in other slashers, or at least from 1980, is one of the first ones to do it. This mm-hmm. one, um, which I thought was actually really interesting... Um, it's like a reverse slasher because you actually see this dude the entire film until right. the last part of it. Then he puts on a mask. Exactly. Right. So yeah. like it is, I don't know if that was, uh, um, I don't know. It's like a count. It's like, yeah, it's like countdown to Slasherville, And then you actually get a slasher at the end of the film, but you see him the entire time. I thought that was just like that entire aspect of evil, which I thought actually <laughs> was really interesting and fun. Right, right. That you knew who the killer was right away. And it was like oh, this yeah. traditionally yeah, handsome man. That, I think that's a really interesting point I didn't think about that that he puts on the mask at the end. That is yeah. like mm-hmm. totally opposite. Totally. And it's a fun, creepy mask at the end. Mm-hmm. Real quick. So I don't know if you actually said the quick synopsis of it. Um, um, yeah, no, so, kinda, so, so yeah, the killer, the killer, the killer makes this call, and what it's all leading up to is basically, yeah, he's going to commit yeah. murder at midnight. But he's going to commit murder in oh, different time zones, leading right. into right. Uh, the final kind of conclusion to said film. So let's let's get into this New Year's Evil, gentlemen. Yes. So yes. we get mm-hmm. this ominous crazy ass shot the beginning of the movie that at first i literally thought holiday inn was being the main sponsor of it because it's just ominous music and then a pan in on a holiday inn i Um, i noticed the holiday inn as well (laughs) possible not to notice (laughs) i was waiting for bugs Bunny to pop out um so vj radio host they don't ever really explain what this woman's job is diane is getting ready for the big New Year's Eve broadcast. Um, also, the, the, the this through this entire film, there are just these fucking gem one-liners and not acted, acted quotes. Um, have a quaalude to her uh, uh, manager to tell him to shut the fuck up is mm. also just, mm, just from jump, you just kind of get that like, mm, okay, so this is what I'm in for. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, Yvonne. Uh, Yvonne is her assistant who uh, basically goes to tell her that her husband, Richard, is in Palm Springs, coked out of his mind, uh, and not going to show up to her broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, they don't waste any time getting directly into the shit. I think the first murder happens within 
three very minutes. quickly. There was such little time. I was like, you didn't give me a care about anything like nothing nothing <laughs> like diane like you basically you get a snippet of this woman diane uh yvonne's on screen i literally think for maybe a minute and 45 seconds and that's her entire screen time um so as a point of contention i just have to go into this um i don't know if it was because i was wearing headphones while watching this the foley artist in this movie oh. must have been so fucking high on acid that um like i thought it was i thought i was going crazy the first scene where uh yvonne's in her um uh hotel room mm-hmm. and uh she's trying to turn off the water faucet the dripping sound sounded like they recorded it in the grand canyon like it <laughs> is <laughs> like some of the some of the sound effects of this movie surpass bad and go into like tex avery cartoon style um, at the most inopportune moments. Anyway, did you that's, notice I that, Sam? I, d- I no, didn't notice. I didn't it, watch with headphones, though. Most of these I have been watching with headphones, um, but this was like a rare treat that I didn't have to because nobody was home. <laughs> nobody was home. So uh, no, I totally get that. But so, uh, I so I missed it. But I know you've been mad about it, so I've been looking. <laughs> I've been looking forward to. Hearing. It's this. I think it's. I don't know if it, it has to be the headphones. My notes on this film start normal and then end in all caps for about three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, oh god. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, Yvonne, who we've only met for about a minute and forty-five seconds on screen, right. uh, gets mercilessly stabbed in the shower. The only that's why I brought up the dripping sound. She's trying to keep on changing it and turning it off and turning it off. And then we kind of get a glimpse of evil, but funny enough, we don't see his face. Yeah, I and, thought it was going to be a what's the name of the the uh Gallo, Giallo? Yes, the, like, yeah, yeah, Italian, yeah, the, yeah, the Italian uh yeah, with film. like the leather glove and you that. don't know who the guy is. Oh, yeah, right. like, well, like, that's what I'm in for. And then right after that, they were like, no, not yeah. not actually. <laughs> exactly. Like you're expecting deep red and you're not. And then you come out with uh, just this. I, I think honestly, man, I've, I, I hate to compare it to Black Christmas. No, but I think this that's is a like, great, great thing no, to compare. This is to. Black Christmas on cocaine. Like it, <laughs> it literally is like this is just all over the place. So Yvonne gets stabbed off camera, kind of. She kind of gets put behind the shower curtain and then again the foley artist does his best job and it sounds like he's stabbing a sack of wet laundry the entire time and then mm-hmm. we get into oh gentlemen fucking shadows new year's evil theme song okay, kicks it shadow. into straight full effect mm-hmm. and uh to completely get us off kilter the entire opening credit scene is what just what was that dude it was just okay <laughs> <laughs> okay so the entire intro scene is these punks in a convertible mm-hmm. and the only way that i could describe these punks is if a 50 year old man was trying to write a script about punks but what he thinks they would be doing but he's actually never met anybody in the musical punk genre scene like right. this is it's like the stereotypical like it goes yeah so they gotta be bad and they're just gonna flick off random people that just start driving around i also like the fact so, um oh no, no go ahead sam i i took five notes for things i didn't want to forget this is this is one of them most stereotypical quote wild youth in the opening sequence 
Absolutely. At one Absolutely. point, they are literally just shaking each other as if that's something people do. They're just, <laughs> just like grabbing each other and shaking each other shaking as hard as they can and yelling in each other's faces and like grabbing each other and rubbing each other and just like yelling there's a, there's a all over. The, it's bizarre. No, there's <laughs> a scene where like, he like takes like three fingers and tries like shoving it into the dude's mouth and he's like, ah, this is what we do because we're punks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, I also okay. So w- this is also mind numbing to me that they pull up to a van, and this is the editing on this is insane. So it, it, I just my whole notes is just tits in an open van is the title of this. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, they did not get a good. They were like, well, we gotta have the tits, so just put it in. Exactly. It, it, so, like, it was very oddly. And it's like a girl about to flash and then they miss the entire scene where she lifts her shirt up and then they go back to the punks and it's back to the van. She's entirely topless and then the <laughs> van kicks into full gear and she just like rolls into the Pulls inside off. the van. Like it yeah, really like, quickly. Like you really don't quickly. even get that long before no, it it's takes like off. three seconds. If you miss it, I thought I had missed a scene. Like I blinked and I thought I had missed a scene. Shorter and I than three seconds. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so the whole reason for this, obviously, they're just doing the credits. Uh, the second the credits end, this entire caravan of rascally rabbits show up to the venue in which Diane is hosting this big New Year's Eve event. Um, I also love it's like the a fundraiser, year. right? It's like a f- I, I they, don't, they, they don't know. That. <laughs> no, they don't. They, but there's don't. a phone it's, bank behind them. Yeah, I think those exactly. are just okay. Well, for people to fine. call in, they just have like the phone and, lines. That's for you yeah, to call they in. Want, they just want to know what your favorite shit song is. of the year <laughs> yeah. or some shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like what's your song of the year? Looks like okay. That whole scene with the fucking security guard. Where the where it's just they I they all these side characters I feel like were people that had never acted before and they told them the lines thirty seconds before shoving them in front of the camera because this guy is just like chin basically going, tickets get your tickets you have your tickets <laughs> and then uh, the old classic switchblade is actually a comb scene oh, yeah. and he goes yeah we got the tickets it's totally fine um. We go well, into they were the wild punks. Who knows what they were going to do? So wild. wild. Um, and then now we're introduced to, oh my God, Derek, the fucking weirdo son. Oh, um, yeah. That was an Derek interesting is, thing. <laughs> Derek is one of the, oh man, he is like the, he's like the elephant in the room because there's nothing explained with him during anything. Right. Which I find hilarious. And they go away from him for like 45 minutes. And then he just pops back yep. up. Um, this, is, <laughs> so this actor, um, his name is Grant Kramer. Um, he is one of the main protagonists in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, I know he familiar. It's been a long time like, since oh, I've seen that. Yeah, he did not look familiar. No, no, no. He's a lot <laughs> So, um, see, we're at least they're trying to show some kind of exposition here. Um Diane's just a bitch. Like she's just, and I mean that in the like she's like trying to do her thing, but like incredibly dismissive of her child, who is trying to tell her it's like, hey, I went for this acting gig, and I totally got this acting gig, and like this is really important for me. And she's like, wait, what? I just wait, what? She totally ignored it, and Mm -hmm. then so that's that's the other my note too. Mom sending mixed signal, and that. Because she's ignoring him while she's telling him this big news. And then he gets sad about it. 
And then she's like, oh, baby, what's wrong? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, totally. she, it's like, you it's, just it's, upset me by ignoring all my important stuff, mom, is what's wrong. Totally. It's like bizarro world parenting. It's like she's a complete asshole. And then like her kid's like, oh, I'm really sad about that. And she's like, well, honey, it's I just mm, let me just. OK, it's fine. No, just. And then it's always every time she comforts someone, it's always from behind. So she doesn't have to make direct eye contact. I think it's just really it's like her entire feature thing is mm-hmm. just Interesting. Super smart move, smart move. Yeah, totally smart move. Um, so uh, actually, we get to figure out what her stage name is. And her stage name is Blaze. Blaze. And she introduces the show is called New Year's Evil. And they're doing all Evil. of the time zones leading Evil. into <laughs> L.A.'s New Year's Eve party. So we've got literally, ladies and gentlemen, the hot spots of the fucking country partying down we go to New York where they're hanging out. We go to Chicago where they're just jamming out. And then for whatever fucking reason, they decided to go to Aspen, Colorado. And there's <laughs> yeah. just a bunch of people skiing with candles. I don't understand. Fun. I mean, it sure. looks fun, but I mean, like you're trying to do like party hardcore and then just Aspen. Aspen. Uh, and then finally LA. Um, so she starts getting, uh, 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 you know, she walks up to the phones, starts taking calls and then, oh my gosh, guys, we get the first call from Evil, which we just reenacted for. you heard that beautiful reenactment. And you know, I said, go listen to it, but I'll probably insert that a little bit right here just so you hear what it is, but it's, it's, it's pretty bonkers. And I, I guess we get our first sense of his plan here. Ballet's here. A crazy new year to you. Happy New Year to you, Blaze. Ooh, some kind of voice you got there. Sound like the Phantom. You could call me that. So you got a name, Phantom? Call me Evil. Evil? You bad, honey? No. Just Evil. Well, listen, Mr. Evil, uh, do you have a vote for the top song of the year? No. Just a New Year's resolution. I'm going to commit murder at midnight. I'm going to kill someone you know. Someone close to you. Well, we're really off to an interesting start, aren't we? Totally. And like I said before, the uh, what's so different from uh, last week's episode with uh, Billy from uh, Black Christmas mm-hmm. is that like we see evil literally from the first phone call. So like, yeah, yeah it was like kind of interesting. Fucking tube down yeah, his throat. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, some sort of voice changing box. Yeah. With his, yeah, with his Peter Frampton, just like um, <laughs> very funny sounding, <laughs> super fucking weird sounding. Um, and then again, we kick into number two playing of New Year's Evil by well, Shadow gotta, the Band. You got to, I mean, you got to, like, man. The introduction um, of evil. just evil and like this the that they band just, and audience had, i had a huge smile on my face watching them it was just oh so over God, the top. Yes. so they're just jamming out and stuff like that okay so this is also where the foley artist oh man you're fucking <laughs> you're killing me dude 
um, the Foley artist, the entire, every time rewatch this film and I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this in later recordings um, to wear headphones because uh, he, it sounded like he uses horse hooves for shoes. So like the Foley artist <sighs> decided to like actually have the shuffling of feet during this thing. And during this scene, it's like clopping. And uh-huh. I was like, I'm hearing that wrong. And then I rewinded it. I was like, no, I'm not hearing that wrong. It's like he, they literally put horseshoes in front of a fucking microphone and was clopping them around. Um, okay. So to the film's credit, um, Blaze does something in a horror film that nobody fucking does. And she immediately tells security to actually call the cops about it's true mm-hmm. from Jump It's so smart. There's so many actually smart choices in this <laughs> it- film. That you're like, oh, this is actually okay. So I'm more compelled. This is like, this is real. Because like, no, what character? I did not think about that. Mm-hmm. What character ten point. minutes into the movie is going? You know what? We need more cops. I need you to fucking call as many cops as humanly possible. <laughs> so, shy of the um, uh, crowd shuffling around, all that kind of stuff. Near evil. We lead into the first murder. Murder. <laughs> I'm going to commit a murder to someone you know. Uh, we get the outside shot of Crawford Sanitarium. Um, (laughs) why you may ask Crawford Sanitarium, you will find out later in three seconds of dialogue, nine minutes before the film ends. (laughs) The only way that they bring that up. It's the only time. Yes. Yes. Um, Uh, an hour and 20 (laughs) minutes later. I thought it was just, they wanted to show us even in the sanitarium, they like to dance to... The rock band Shadow. They, they uh, honestly, Shadow like, um, yeah, Shadow like ass is universal, and mm. uh, and and Shadow it, it oh, man as Shadow. Shadows honestly, Shadows. Um, I think it's what's going to bring us all together. You know, in this upcoming new year, realistically, shadow. gentlemen. Yeah, not so rock band Shadow, shadow or just like a regular Shadow. I think the rock band. Um, I, I would say both. I mean, I, you know, Shadow is whatever you make out of it. Well, they're a rock band. Oof. Well, I think they are. I don't they're, think they're I don't think a we'll Shadow is going to move me. <laughs> Their name's Rock Band Shadow. Oh, oh that's rock right. band Shadow. Sorry, that's very me. true. Um, all right, so we're at Crawford Sanitarium <laughs> after that long ass tangent. Um, the fucking hat on the lunch guy is great by the way. So there's like the sanitarium lunch worker is throwing trash out. This is how evil gets in. Um this guy's fucking costume evil. is and by evil. evil you mean the bad guy. Yes, yes. <laughs> evil the bad not guy. Like shadows. Not shadows. Not shadow. No, the band has not broken into the sanitarium to murder everyone. Um evil shows up. Uh, I also just love the fact that the fucking lunch dude even has mustard stains all over his fucking apron. It's like someone thought of an idea of a cook and then that's what that turned into. Um, I gotta say it completely missed me. I don't remember this guy. Oh, he's just hilarious. He had like a deli hat on. It was just, it made no sense because he's by himself in the middle of the back of a sanitarium for no reason. Mm, uh, sounds right. Anyways, <laughs> uh, we get into the asylum room um, so we can hear New Year's Evil play again. So this is the third time New Year's Evil is now kicking out the jams throughout this film because they really want you to know what the title of the film is. 
Um, Maybe it's just a really long song, Ross. Yeah, I mean, I never thought, I, I guess I was still so enamored by it that I just was like, oh, now we're going over to the sanitarium where they're listening to the same broadcast of the song. The same broadcast, yeah. It's like, we're listening it is, to it again, just, but it's not like, I don't know. I, I love yeah. it. But I, I, it was like, I will I say too. the sanitarium, oh, no. like... Mind you, uh, I'm not saying I disliked it because that's the jam of this fucking movie. Like once you like this gets you pumped throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it's streaming now. Oh, absolutely. All right. So evil dresses up as a orderly and meets a uh, victim. Number one, a blonde nurse who I think they say her name once in passing dialogue. And I apologize because I didn't catch it. Uh, yeah, I don't think evil did either. You know no, what I'm saying? Uh, he has a tape recorder on him. She thinks it's a boombox as he smirks and says, I always come well equipped. <laughs> to her response is, I bet you do. Um, oh, yeah. yes. So their uh, response Awful dialogue to, throughout oh, their God, whole, all their so interactions. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, I mean, a lot of the movie as well, but <laughs> oh, totally, dude. Uh, and then, so their response is, "Let's just get fucking smashed on the job." I have this bottle of champagne, and mm-hmm. let's just not do our jobs. Uh, so this cuts back to the TV show with Blaze, uh, and guys, the fucking the Romero zombie movie of the slow dancing, um, was hilarious to me because it was like everybody's jostling and dancing and then it's like the slow song so they're all just lurching <laughs> in a i was circle. so let me go to my notes because i know i had some wrote something about that <laughs> i'm not sure how i felt i said are they supposed to be acting like zombies during the blue song <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're all like they're all like quite again i think blaze gave them all quaaludes because they're just all fucking just like zoned out they um, were acting like a romero zombie, zombie like, movie it was 100 i don't i did Especially not understand it at all eating the shit out of each other earlier on like a minute and a half ago um well that goes to my other that to finish off my band thing um I said, have, were they supposed to be moshing? Have the filmmakers been to a concert? Which kind of goes back to what you said about like, had the, it was like just the idea of what punk was to someone. They yeah. had no actual idea what it is from the director's side. Yeah. This is like, I feel like sometimes during this movie, it's like what aliens would think of what the like normal behavior would be based off of just not experiencing it was like oh i saw this in a film once so this could be yeah, yeah it's is, like what your grandparents think punk rock music is from like reading oh. about it in the paper well, that's <laughs> exactly. what punk rock was typically represented uh, represented as in like the 80s movies was always oh, totally. like this type of thing oh, yeah. so it was very it was like grand. this was actually very early i couldn't believe it. i was like yeah. this has to be the first time we've ever seen moshing well, hundred percent. Nineteen eighty. I don't know. We might. I mean, I wouldn't. I googled moshing because of this, and it That's was. Funny. It came from the uh, like punk bands in the late seventies and early eighties. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. This was so, like right uh, at that time. Have okay. So obviously, you guys didn't watch this with the, the Foley artist again. The slow dance uh. one. Dude, <laughs> it's like he put sandpaper or like a shoe over a microphone and just rubbed it. Like it was just, it just, the shuffling was just horrifying. 
Um, Ross, are four pages of these notes just you complaining about them? Um, no. Well, kind of. I mean, <laughs> it's not. Okay, I'm not going to say there's. I'm going to probably say there's at least three more Foley artists. Things okay, that that's, just, that's, like, that's cool. That's cool. That was just too much. That was yeah. just way, way, way too much. <laughs> it's just funny. I knew you were mad about it, but I didn't like realize how mad because I feel like. I think it was because I watched it. I think it's because for these, I usually like watch one, two, and like uh, um, just, you know, soak it all in. And then the second time around, that's when I kind of make the notes and kind of like get sure, some like kind put of put together what you're going to talk about. Absolutely. Which obviously this feels like it's working. It's not working. I'm just shooting from the hip. Um, yep. From the yep. So we've got, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So after that entire weird Romero scene, um, the cops show up and then shits all over blaze and her fan base. I like the fact that the cop yeah. shows up and he literally is like, well, you know, um, if you weren't such a piece of shit and your fans uh, <laughs> weren't terrible, uh, this probably wouldn't happen to you. And could be any of these assholes. Could have been any of these assholes. Like why the hell am I here? <laughs> this is he, the cops have shown up because of the phone call. Because of the phone. Yeah, exactly. But it's, uh, the We've gone on so many tangents. I feel like I got to clarify. <laughs> we got to clarify. Going, yeah. So, uh, yeah, because of the phone call, the cops show up and then, uh, now it's kind of getting serious to the fact that like, okay, like, you know, this might be kind of something serious. We're going to kind of track it. Uh, so in a weird bout of being concerned about what's going on, she calls Derek, uh, who's just sitting up in the room. He's so discouraged. He's just, that's her son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's just super bummed out in the room watching her on TV. That asks, little blonde boy. Yeah, exactly. And like, uh, I think she asks about Yvonne and I no answer from her whatsoever. And she's trying to like, you know, I like the fact that she calls concern. And then when he tries to talk to her about something serious, she cuts him off completely and then hangs up on him. So, of course, after your mother hangs up on you, um, he does a fucking matrix and takes the red pills that they never explain. There's no fucking like anything remotely close to that. Uh, and he pops them and then just starts massaging his face. So, like, I think he I, um, did you notice the pill still in his mouth? You can clearly <laughs> see after he's he didn't take still, yeah, you can like it because his mouth is open. Yeah, it, like. He doesn't totally. close his mouth for some reason. He like opens it. I guess. Yeah. Maybe well, in 1980, you the camera didn't pick that up, but totally it does high def Blu-ray. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's definitely just garbling them, which I think is funny. I mean, maybe it could have been on the pill bottle. To be totally honest with you, she had to garble the red pills for 30 minutes and then. Oh swallow sure, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes no, sense. No, that would totally they make sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so like you know when he pulls a uh yeah so i mean uh, after pulling a complete fucking matrix and taking the red pills um we go uh back to the sanitarium uh and they kind of make this brisk comment where i've known you for 10 minutes and then they just go straight to banging which mm -hmm. is i guess kind of you know hey man it's the 80s it's actually technically 1980 uh it's one minute Email. It's one minute to midnight. He leans over and he presses the record button while they're listening to the radio broadcast. And one minute uh, to midnight, East Coast. East Coast. Yeah. So this is the this is the New York time zone yes. death scene. Yes. Uh, and we get a oh, man. I, I wrote it as the Looney Bin version of Black Christmas's unicorn scene. 
because it's almost it's not <laughs> okay. jocking on it, but it's fucking close. So instead of the uh, instead of the choir of children and the unicorn getting stabbed back and forth, we get the uh, concerto of the loony asylum with blowers and a bunch of other stuff while we just see his evil's hand kind of going up and down and just stabbing the ever loving mm-hmm. shit out of her. Um, I feel like that's the most blood we get in the movie, right? It's his, close. His hand and knife. Yeah, I mean, like, there's <laughs> when we get to when we get to the other victims. I think there's some like it's. I think the victims are bloodier than actually evil in a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we go back to uh, back to L.A. and evil calls Blaze again. Mm. Oh, I wish we could find a text for this. Um, if you're pulling that other one, maybe. I'll- I can, I can, too. yeah, I can. Find I don't the know if it's as funny as I remember. No, it's ridiculous. It was so because he's like, isn't it something like, it's me, evil from before, remember? <laughs> like, well, yeah, he's like, it's me. Does it like he like, reintroduce yeah. himself, kind well, of? Well, yeah. and Hello, no, it's evil. It's me, other evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's ridiculous. Even more so. Yeah, <laughs> like the weird one liners was like, listen to the replay. And then, you know, tells, uh, he kind of like replaced the murder and he says he, which is also kind of one of those weird cat and mouse things. There's no like mystery about it. Cause he literally tells him exactly where to find the body. Right. And he's going to call in another hour with a killing, which I think is also kind of interesting. Cause in a lot of slashers, it's very, uh, uh, no pun intended, pun intended cloak and dagger where it's like all the murders pile up, but no one knows about it until, uh, like the big crescendo at the end. Where oh, like, oh my gosh, dead. They find a body and then uh-huh. exactly. And this one is like way more uh, like true crime where he's on a murder spree. And this mm-hmm. is like, you're, you're supposed to know who like a son of Sam type thing, like, you know, or Zodiac, like you're supposed to know who this dude is and he's going to do it again. And he's now just taunting everyone, which I thought was kind of interesting. So they find the poor nurse dead in the closet uh for like you see her dick corpse for maybe like excuse me 10 seconds um and then which i think is one of the best editing scenes in the entire film we cut back to derek being a fucking lunatic with red fucking pantyhose and a switchblade oh yeah Um, we do that was fun yeah oh my gosh this entire scene if we didn't know who evil was then this would be like the plot twist where it's like, oh my gosh, is it Derek? That's crazy. Right. Except we it's know almost like we'll try. <laughs> right. This right. is a very and strange choice. And this kooky son of a bitch is doing a red pantyhose version of Buffalo Bill up in the hotel room. And mm-hmm. like, and there's no ex. I, I like I, I like and hate the fact there's no explanation on any of this. They don't go back to it. They don't. So this is the last time we see him no, until no, no. We, pretty no, much we, the end, right? No, we see him again. There's a two second scene where he's in again, even crazier now. Like so, you see him crazy now. He puts mm-hmm. on the red pantyhose on his head. He's like, and his ears, I don't right? know. I don't know. If, are you crazy? I don't understand that. And then he um, proceeds to pierce his own ear and then call himself crazy again. But I mean, all right, <laughs> we've all lived together. I mean, who honestly hasn't put red stockings on their head and pierced their own ear in the mirror? I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, was, I, was say, I, I would say like, I figure that's kind of the you know, typical behavior of a teenager. 
Oh, really? How Jeez. old was red, he supposed to be? I, I always had I other know. people pierce my ear. Like, yeah. if I say when we lived together, I would have pierced your ear, you would have pierced, you my, pierced ear. my ear. That well, was we had that ear piercing with... circle. We all sat in yes. no, no, oh, We all yeah, sat cross legged. Circle pierced. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, circle pierced. Circle just, a pierced. Yeah. just a piercing parade. <laughs> and we just so happened to be wearing red pantyhose over our heads. Totally. And then uh, while he's in his full kind of weird manhunter meets red stocking, whatever, he tries calling daddy again while watching his like this really awkward scene of Blaze just grinding on the band. And he's just sitting there on the phone, hearing the dial tone and just staring at his mom grinding on people. Um, and then he just starts crying and just starts ripping the fucking flowers apart. And then, uh, then it just cuts and we just, I mean, we don't see him again for a while at this point. Right. And mm-hmm. we, and we jump into, uh, Chicago time kill number two. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, so evil in, okay. So I also like the fact that like, I really do think that probably evil is the first cosplaying serial killer. Because this is oh, I laughed so hard. Changes? Is this when he puts on the mustache? Oh, you mean when he super glues a fucking caterpillar yeah, to his like face and hops in a leisure suit? Oh yes. yes. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, we get to go fucking into a goddamn disco because it is 1980 and disco's still kind of, kind of holding on by the short hairs. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but okay, sorry. Before, you can go to one. Before we go to before we get to the disco, I find this really funny. So the cops tell Blaze evil is for real. They found the body and then proceed to explain to the audience via the cops the entire plot line of the film really slowly. Uh, I must have zoned out or something. I don't remember that. <laughs> it was. I thought it was great. I was like, oh, perfect. Okay, cool. For everybody who was asleep in the back, this is exactly what's going on. Awesome. Let's get back to the other murder. So we <laughs> go back to the fucking disco. Uh, evil strolls in looking for a good time, and uh, he finds it. Uh, he finds it. Uh, yeah. He finds it in spades, man. He's yeah. He's he, finds he puts on a fake bar. mustache before he goes inside, outside in the parking lot, and it is. <laughs> I, that was the first time music. I started laughing from this guy. I think. Well, I'll, I will say. Well, actually, it, no, it, was a it second fooled me spe- because oh, I missed the part where he put the mustache on. So <laughs> when that <laughs> came on, was, I was you? like, "Who is this mustached man killing people now?" <laughs> Oh my god, dude, evil yes. Evil Oh my you. god, I love it. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you got me. It works. Oh god. So evil. evil is now posing as like I think he never even explains it. He's like, I'm a businessman. So like he he drops I like the fact that this also time dates it. He drops Eric Estrada's name, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, he's his business manager. That's like yeah, he's like, business. I'm a business manager for celebrities. Can't really talk about it. Going to Eric Estrada's party. Could no be big, cool. Maybe you should show up. It should be really great. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, you could come. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like, okay. So the second he suggests that, I like the fact that the guy who slams into the girl, do you remember, like, she gets jostled and then, like, he says something and then walks off. This dude, like, freight train hits her, stops, and, like, he was like, okay, she, like, your direction is you got to hit that girl. <laughs> and then uh, just walk off. So he like fucking like lineback hits her, stops, perks up, and just casually walks off. Which mm-hmm. I was 
just outstanding. Um, and as this is going on, uh, we got the second band who comes in, oh, which yeah. is made in Japan, is playing um, their hits. Actually, this was a hit of theirs called Dumb Blondes. And I don't know if this is because he's hitting on a blonde or he's got a like Oof. he's got a, a attraction to blondes, but Dumb Blondes is playing in between okay. this whole cat and mouse thing, right? So sure, uh, sure. Yeah, so Evil's outside. Um and ugh, womp womp womp. He gets kind of a boner jam because the roommate to this girl mm-hmm. is also riding with them, which again is so good and smart. Like, dude, that's in what horror movie? What happened? Right. It's like, oh, I'm bringing my friend because she even points out. She goes, dude, I literally met you 15 minutes ago. Are you insane? Why would I go out and drive alone with? Oh, you? it's a very good point. They do actually do precautions. It's <laughs> take precautions, kind of. I mean, that's uh, that does never happen in a horror movie. Totally. Like at this point, and again, like this is. I that think this is where you. the movie. Gets- the movie gets it right where it's like, dude, from jump, like you immediately call the police and you're using the buddy system. It's like, pff, I'm like, this, I, it was actually kind of and taken what back. Else what else is there? What else is there? Seatbelts and you're covered. <laughs> um, so now evil is stress driving uh, frantically with two women in his car while the center one is just kind of babbling on about like uh, uh, meditation and a bunch of stuff. Um, the dialogue, gentlemen in this car scene. Unbelievable. <laughs> I didn't know through trans, uh, was it trans? Transcendental meditation. That's like a big thing. I couldn't believe that that came up in the movie. People do it now. Like, yeah. Well, um, I didn't know that it cured nervous diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> which they decided to adequately point out like three or four times, which I thought was just and then doesn't she get nervous or something that she, she makes she a joke will. about her getting? Yeah, she goes when they go to the liquor store. She goes, "I get through diarrhea, came back." Just like who fucking writes like who would say that? I feel like some of the um. So I like the uh, the quote that the the middle girl makes when a girl doesn't have a date on New Year's Eve, she's in shit city. Yeah, I just like the term shit, shit city. city. Leading back to uh. Your uh, Kappa Poopa, Kappa Poopa, the Poopa, the Poop guys, Kaganera. There we go. I Would guess they all live check out on last week's episode of Shuttle exactly. the Pod. Continuity. All right, they decide to make a pit stop. Or more importantly, the roommate, who I'm assuming has explosive diarrhea at this point because she's so <laughs> creeped out by evil driving in the car. Uh, they go to a liquor store as evil pulls out a big fucking weird oddly shaped hundred dollar bill and tells her to go buy the biggest bottle of champagne you've got <laughs> um <laughs> gentlemen uh death by weed um is a really serious thing um and in I this agree. movie um, this he lures while the while the roommate is in the store buying uh, uh, champagne, uh, he lures her across the seat with a weed um, in a massively oversized bag. I'm talking like Pee Wee's Playhouse oversized prop magic style bag that he winds up suffocating her with, which I thought, again, is kind uh-huh. of 
but that's so Black Christmas. It's the first kill in Black Christmas. I mean, obviously, it's a little different because it's like a dryer bag. I mean, suffocating with a bag. Suffocation. suffocation. What is different about this suffocation scene (laughs) versus most that I've seen? It's with Um, weed, man. It's with fucking dank, bro. No, that loud. Dude, it's how fucking long this death scene is. Like, mm. this is a really, like, not oh, like not 10 minutes of filming, but, like, this is, like, a solid beat of her struggling. And, like, it was probably one of the, albeit it's a goofy-ass movie, this is a really brutal death scene because she's just struggling the entire time. And you like, this is, like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I, I right. don't know about See, you guys. You had told me that before I saw it, and so I was waiting for it. And I was like, had he not told me that, I would pick that up at all that didn't seem any different than any other strangling (laughs) except for the fact that the car that was shaking outside it was another bad edit when it stopped shaking the car's like shaking and then it kind of slows down because they're not moving inside it anymore and then it cuts completely still there's it's you know just a bad bad edit that i remember it's weird um okay and before we get out of the liquor store and leading into the second murder um can we take a second to talk about this fucking this purchase scene with her buying the actual 97 98 99 100 oh my god you have a happy new year whatever and then she like dude and then she nods like someone just shotgunned her dog like it was just like she just goes like oh yeah okay that that guy had never acted before no for sure this was like they fed them the lines and they rehearsed it two minutes before actually filming it and they only had one take you're my favorite customer (laughs) it was reminiscent of the room like a hundred percent that's exactly what i was thinking was happy new year um so the roommate comes out and for whatever fucking reason they use the friday the 13th Mm-hmm. Oh, I noticed that. It's the only time that happens in the movie, right? It's just very blatantly. It's the only time. It's like a oh, 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 char, char, char. <laughs> like they change it just slightly. Like they could. Yeah, I forgot you know about what? that, but I didn't notice that. I was like, what is going on? What's going on with this? And it, like they didn't even do it tongue in cheeky, where it would have been like happy, happy, happy. You know, like like something that says Happy New Year or something like that. It was literally mm-hmm. just like incoherent, like bat, bat. <laughs> it was scatting. Like it was just scats yeah. on the wind that were just trailing behind. Skip, skip so through a, a line of clothes Boink. and a shoe and part of her dress. Um, actually, I really did enjoy this because this was a big pump fake for me because the roommate lifts the dumpster and what I thought was going to be a corpse reveal wound up oh being my God. evil with a lighter. <laughs> I laughed so hard. It was so I laughed funny. so hard. I was by myself in the house watching this, just sitting in the living room. And I was like, ah! <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. Imagine a watching it belly laugh. and thinking it's a completely different person. <laughs> <laughs> this weird level of absurdity i was like okay with but i was like all right <laughs> <sighs> that is 
So when he pulled off the, we see him pull off the mustache, right? When that Do happened, we? were you like, oh, you didn't see that? Yeah, what about when he put on the glasses? Did you see that? Yes. Uh, I don't remember. Or so I was like, watching this. Who's and like, this guy now? Did you think there was just three separate, like all these separate people just committing random acts of violence? Well, I thought that was going to be it, but no, no, I like, I thought... <laughs> so i watched it like i watched like the first like third of it on my phone and then i like yeah. moved around and then i came back and watched some more so i watched it in parts so mm-hmm. i didn't I, I missed a lot of the the nuance that to the film. To me with uh <laughs> christmas horror story I think. but uh oh, yeah. no i got that he was killing everyone else except for when he had that mustache on i got fooled i didn't get fooled by anything else i think i noticed whatever else happened yeah but yeah i think this was i think i think <laughs> so i was I like I, th- I was like okay i guess they abandoned the idea of just having other random people kill i thought yeah. it was gonna be part of like some i don't know new year's killing cult led by evil <laughs> that was the best part of the movie i laughed oh dude the p- so right, so, hard <laughs> yeah so we got the roommate peekaboo um and then evil calls and informs them exactly where the bodies are. Uh, and then just surprise chain. Like he just starts taking his clothes off on the street. Like he's by a payphone on the street and he just starts stripping. And that's when the cops zoom by. Um, and they go. Oh, yeah, he's changing. He's got to change into a new disguise. Yeah, he's yeah he's getting ready. Oh, yeah. For, yeah, he's getting ready. So I he's think getting- we must have seen him take his mustache off. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's so funny. We just saw this mustache guy for- so <laughs> I thought okay. <laughs> At first, I was like, "Why are we following this mustache guy and his family around?" <laughs> family. And then like, <laughs> why is he killing his family? <laughs> oh, I did it! I hate. Hey, well, I'm glad fun you saw the. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you saw that liquor store purchase at least. Yeah, because oh, yeah, that's that one. Of, that's beautiful. one of like the main yeah, yeah, chips. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so the cops show up and they wind up uh, uh, surprise cat. By the way, cat jumps out of nowhere, uh, and then we find the um, unfortunate suffocated body uh, on a swing. Um, I do like the uh, fact that was they- weird that he even followed the cat. Why was he like, oh, this what? cat's probably onto something? Let me. <laughs> Oh, looks like Where's this he going? What's on the other side of this fence? Like, yeah, it makes no goddamn sense. I do like the fact that they wadded in modeling flock at the bottom of the bag, so he wasn't lying. There was weed in the bag. She suffocated in a dank weed, just aroma till her last breath. Um, hey man, and then if we you gotta go, right? Gotta go, man. <laughs> um. Then we get the conveniently sliding down the second the flashlight hits corpse on the slide, which I thought was so fucking funny because oh, it's yes. just like totally fine. And then just surprise. Oh, yeah. The timing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he must have jostled it, I'm sure. Yeah. He must have like, kicked it or something. Uh, <laughs> now he's completely dressed like a priest. Um, Evil. For kill number three, ladies and gentlemen, we're on Aspen time. So, oh uh, yeah, this is where this is where the movie kind of takes a hard right. Um, so out of nowhere, a huge fucking gang of bikers just pull up around. Oh yeah, and- oh, <laughs> yeah, this is the 80s. You have to have bikers in your movie. Absolutely. 
And like, but he's already dressed as a priest. So like, if this was like a normal ass dude and these bikers were like, yeah, straight up. I've just, again, I think it's like the idea of what a biker should be written by someone who's never really experienced. Bikers see a priest, they're going to flick him off and yell at him. Lose their shit, bro. They're going to just fucking flick this dude off and tell me he's a piece of shit. (laughs) So uh, that's what they do. And they flick him off and they're fucking around with him and they cut in front of him. And apparently the next kill that he was supposed to do was a nun. And he's supposed to be going to like a church or something like that because he's got all this information in his passenger seat about this woman and this like this uh, church and stuff like that. Well, this is what fucking happens when you read and fucking drive at the same time. He doesn't look at the road and he rear ends the bike gang. And like from the cutscene, like he completely clips like. I didn't. It took my second viewing to realize how fucked up some of the bikers were. How they filmed that, where it's like, dude, you have like the theme. Like, there's a two, uh, rider and the woman behind him, and she's like on the actual fucking grill, like pinned underneath it. Oh shit. my like, god! Oh, it's gnarly. <laughs> like he like fucks up some of these bikers, and it's not like the Pee Wee's like big adventure where he knocks the bike over. And like we're gonna get you. Like he just like he just rammed into a group of motorcyclists. Yeah, he just wasn't paying attention. And five miles an okay. hour on. A- yeah, it was like it went on American Summer when it, I can't remember whatever song he's singing, and then all of a sudden shit runs through the leaves, <laughs> like it came out of nowhere. Oh, That's right. what it's like, but with the bikers. Totally. Yeah. So then, um, you know, obviously uh, he just rear-ended them. Uh, he just evil decides, man, I'm on time schedule and I need to kill this fucking nun. So he flees, and then there's this just nutbag chase scene throughout most of mm-hmm. L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of like weaves the off bag chase. Oh, dude, it was insane. Uh, and then he goes and he tries hiding in a drive-in theater. Um, interesting choice. Super fucking really weird, interesting choice. And of course, the bikers kind of come completely in. Uh, they start trying to look for him. <laughs> so he's like, "Fuck, I gotta get the fuck out of here." So he gets his little little murder pack. He's got his recorder. He dies dipping out, and uh. <laughs> He fucking a biker finds him, and I think he says something like, "I'm a man of peace." And then he pulls out the switchblade and just fucking shanks him. Yes, yeah, then, <laughs> exactly so, like that. To, and then he, he abducts a uh, well, he breaks into the back seat of a couple uh, necking mm-hmm. uh, and throws the dude out, steals the car, and steals the woman as yes. he drives off. Uh, also, just for good luck, he smashes one more motorcycle who's just parked in the middle of the road, mm-hmm. waving just like, frantically, and yeah. then just gets completely knocked over. Um, so we get this really like weird and raw moment where uh, this woman is literally bartering anything for her life while evil's in the front while playing with the switchblade. Mm-hmm. And as ridiculous as this movie is, that fucking scene was actually like super unnerving. Cause like you just have this like raw emotion of this woman in the back seat. And it was just, I don't know, the deaths are just so weird to me because it's like for me, it's um it's some of the things they got right. Like if the if the rest yeah. of the movie had worked out, like these death scenes would have been just super awful. I, I was gonna say it's not that or I didn't find that scene particularly any anything, but I think your point in that pretty much all the victims at one point or another, except for, I guess, like the nurse, um, kind of do the smart thing and not yeah. what they do in horror movies. 
she's like, oh, I'm bringing my roommate. What do you think? I myself like, yeah. Or I think it feel for the victim. Oh, we got a call from somebody who says he's going to let's call the police. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you feel for the victims because they are doing the right actual mode, like what a logical person would do instead of like what a, like a horror movie trope character would mm-hmm. do. So we get, um, man, it's kind of like the opposite. This is the first time that drunks have actually successfully helped out with a, with a car incident. Uh, we get two oh, wine. Yeah. Of, we get two drunks that walk out <laughs> in the middle of the highway and then uh, evil has to fucking hit the brakes. And this girl fucking bolts. Like she does again, the smart thing. She fucking gets out of the goddamn car and just starts hightailing it. So he's trying to argue with these two drunks. He pulls out a knife and then we get, uh, which I didn't think was going to actually happen in this movie, a full straight up. We're going to chase in the woods scene. So mm-hmm. we got a priest with a recorder with a switchblade chasing after this, uh, this teen girl. Until we get to this cat and mouse thing in a sports field, like there's bleachers and they don't really show much anything else. So sports ball happens. And then also what is fucking unheard of in horror movies, gentlemen, the cops showed up. Not only did the cops show up, they showed up on time, like before (laughs) the murder happened. Uh, I'm losing my shit. I was like, holy fuck. I was like, okay, the cops are here. This is actually surprising. So uh, guess what, guys? She actually survives this incident. Mm -hmm. She crawls underneath the thing. He's about to fucking shank her. And then the cops are like, what are you doing over there? And he just fucking decides just to fucking leave and bolt. Yeah. What I would have done if I were him. (laughs) Oh, shit. I would have been like, I'm trying to stab her, officer. No, it's okay. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. It's fine. Uh, So, uh, thankfully, she survives the ordeal. We go back to the show taping. Now, the cops have shown up, and they have sealed off the entire floor. They are telling the audience that if you leave, you are not coming back in. We are not letting Mm -hmm. anybody back in. As they're explaining this to Blaze, we get to be, for whatever reason, they introduce a psychologist who just starts talking about uh, uh, mutilating breasts of mommy complex killers and a bunch of other weird stuff. Oh, um, yeah. I kind of forgot about mm-hmm. that. Totally. That the only reason I bring that up is that while they're talking about that, we get to see Derek again, mm. who's now hiding behind one of the weird rafters. And he's <laughs> not only has the pantyhose, the pierced ear, he now has Jordy LaForge glasses on like he's yeah. in a fucking science fiction movie. And he's just high as fuck with pantyhose on his head, just creeping around the soundstage. That was so weird. I'm, I was assuming that those were maybe he was going to be on a TV show that was like, some sort of space TV show from the name of it. I can't remember. It was what he was oh, telling the mom about. You know what? That's a really good point. It was maybe a prop from that. I d- guess what? They never explain it. They don't they have no know. idea. <laughs> so very strange character. Just super. Terrible. It would have made so much more sense if they if didn't show evil. We didn't yeah, see the face, and it was yeah, a exactly. Mystery I wonder killer. if they but you couldn't do all the fun disguise stuff then. <laughs> exactly. So that we wouldn't have the cosplaying killer that yeah. just fucking just made this movie. So evil now is at the venue. He sneaks around back because he sees a kid trying to get in and just gets 86. So he picks up a fucking brick and he head knocks out a cop. Okay, so this is the last time I'm going to bring up the <laughs> um in this. He picks up a, which is clearly a styrofoam brick. 
um, he doesn't even put it against the the bat because it's like propped at a forty five, and he's and he picks the brick up and just picks it up like he doesn't drag it. He picks it, and it's just this grinding asphalt sound going all the way up, mm-hmm. and it just hmm, god damn it, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck <laughs> uh, all right sorry so sorry man between the like, i think that was it that's just fucked me up for the whole movie i was like this i have to bring this up i wasn't gonna bring it up and then the, brick happened. the all caps uh, point of your notes i am in straight up italics oh, all caps it is just <laughs> it is just haywire from here okay so now we have evil cosplaying as a cop he not only knocked this cop out he put on his fucking clothes uh, he is creeping around with a gun out, which I thought was even even funnier because he's just a cop welding a gun, yeah. walking around everywhere. Um, Evil's got a stash box, uh, technically kind of like a steamer trunk, and it's near this ginormous fucking power box. Yeah. Um, so he decides to get dressed in a trench suit. I think he looks like the $6 million man. Uh, <laughs> I wondered what that was. I guess I didn't think and then i guess i forgot to think about it anymore because i was like what is this doing here when he went into it and started going through it and then i forgot about it because it's not explained right he's just not it there before i guess he had just set up and then he had it right next to the uh the power box so uh blaze now uh is getting accompanied by a cop the entire time um she's like i don't think anybody's supposed to be up in my room but like if you want to go look it's totally fine so uh the cop goes in and uh yeah she completely fucking forgot that derek's in the goddamn room and the cop breaks in (laughs) on one of the doors and he's like weirdly splayed out like some fucking like madonna video uh and almost gets shot by the cop and she's like and then she says some like blase shit like he goes i'm sorry honey i I totally forgot that you were here he goes you always forget i'm here (laughs) uh so we get uh yeah which is just fucking ridiculous so she kicks the cop out then all of a sudden um fucking stan laurel from laurel and hardy comes out well technically it's evil in a mask with the switchblade oh is that what the mask is stan laurel yeah i thought it was a nixon mask (laughs) (laughs) so did i (laughs) no it's stan laurel mask it's it's like again because i tried actually finding i couldn't find it sure um and i also like the fact that he's in just he's trek suit evil now so like he's now in the mask we have now come to full formation of evil and uh (laughs) evil so uh yeah this is and, the face of evil <laughs> and he takes off the mask and it's her fucking husband richard who has apparently supposedly been coked out in palm uh, palm springs the entire time mm. so this is this is her husband who's just been on this insane murder spree now I very much saw this coming. Oh, absolutely. oh, yeah. I thought we already knew it. So I was like, okay. No, we did not. That <laughs> yeah. Was- yeah, this was supposed to be the big reveal, which you kind of were guessing. We're like, okay, this makes so very much- obvious that that's yeah. what they were going to do. Just because totally. they kept talking about the missing husband. And then we knew who the killer was. And there had to be some sort of mystery. <laughs> yeah. Which was just, yeah, just that entire. Oh, my God. So in true Blaze format, uh, completely disregards her husband and tells her to get the fuck out of there because she needs to do her show. Uh, so he bizcas leaves 
And another hit for the realistic part of this fucking thing. The cop who's outside the door doesn't believe his bullshit story and immediately calls mm-hmm. back up and the other cops about it, which I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? This is, oh my gosh. I was like, this is which so, is- for a horror movie, like, you don't ever, you see maybe mm-hmm. one of what we talked about per movie. We got all of them. The cops are showing up on time. Cops are making right decisions. People are like going out the front door and not out the stairs. Like it's just, it's, right. it, it's amazing. Yeah, I agree. So uh, for whatever <laughs> reason, he's now fucking setting up a, a camera and a bunch of wires with a screwdriver into the power box underneath the steamer trunk that he's doing. And I have no idea. what He's really good at that. He knew what he was really good. Like, I think he's done okay, that before. So, he must have practiced. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I think I think Richard, uh, either in his day job or whatever, had to have been an elevator repair specialist because like <laughs> he's doing shit that like they couldn't do in Mission Impossible, like CIA operatives couldn't do what fucking Richard is doing with the electrical system in this building. Which you I hear that was Tom Cruise? You hear that wow. Tom Cruise? That's a, that's a direct shot. Shots fired, on. Ethan Hunt. Yep, yep. coming at him. <laughs> uh, so the camera... Oh, also, he's setting up a camera directly into the elevator as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, cat's out of the fucking bag. Richard gets busted. So they find the car registered to his name. They get the dude who got fucking knifed. And uh, they, this is where lead up to the first kill. They literally say Richard was a patient at the sanitarium for three seconds in that dialogue, and they don't bring it up again. So that was the tie-in that he was also a lunatic. So um, he starts fucking with. Right, they said that. I said, oh, from earlier, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Oh my god! So uh, he starts fucking with the elevator. with blaze and the cop uh in there so he kind of makes it going like you know joke up and down so blaze is losing her shit i also like the fact that the somehow cop he's is doing this by just like moving a screwdriver between jiggling. some like yeah, wheels i don't just, know like, it's just that yeah. screwdriver all in there <laughs> all over the place this thing's exactly going all over doing with that it somehow. can completely yeah. can manipulate the elevator <laughs> yeah absolutely he's got complete utter he's just he has elevator bender skills at this point mm-hmm. um I love the fact that the cop in the scene is not panicking and he's just asking her politely to push buttons. Yeah, he's just kind of standing there during it and like this yeah, is what's I happening. Love the fact it's I, I'm a like the actress like I'm a cop. I'm I'm gonna be courageous during this. I'm gonna keep my composure. Uh, he's plummeting a hundred <laughs> miles an hour down this tube and he's like, ma'am, could you just uh, press the button over there? That'd be fantastic. It's that button. No, the the other one. Do you want uh, I could get it? <laughs> right so it drops down they both hit the ground fucking richard opens the door and kicks the cop in the face and then drags his ass out um and here mm-hmm. we go into man i'm not gonna say it's like the lamest explanation for why someone would want to go on a complete murder spree but it's like very weird and kind of drawn out and like ladies are bad refresh my memory okay <clears throat> he's to- it starts off with him being completely obsessed with videotapes and he's like these tapes are revolutionary it's going to completely change the world it's fantastic he wasn't uh, wrong no he wasn't wrong and then like he's like super mad at women oh no <laughs> right and uh, apparently 
excuse me. That part's wrong. Just the part about videotapes was right. Everything oh, yeah. else is everything wrong. else. Yeah, videotapes was fine. They did wind up actually be revolutionary. Everything else was completely ridiculous. Um, so yeah, he, he has this like weird tangent. <laughs> I don't condone any of the evil. In the evil. Yeah, the evil is very misguided evil. Um, yeah, dude, he's like, I guess he's he's mad at women and he doesn't like, he just goes on for like, he goes, they're rude and he does, I don't, and they flirt and I don't like them and they're just very, they're no manners involved. And just like this weird drawing, like he doesn't make any, you're like kind of like, okay. We also come to find out that Derek rats out uh, his mom about uh i guess like flirting with people and other things like that Mm. i also like the last part that he literally complains about having an allowance like that he literally talks about like and i don't like my allowance (laughs) yeah what a prick well i mean he's crazy right i Mm -hmm. think so because what because that's crazy well and because of how he was acting and seems like oh totally i think why is he acting that way it's like like it's such a funny thing is it because i don't know am i looking too uh, far oh, like it? it runs in the family is right. that what you mean yeah 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 i, actually, I think that's I actually what they have a running theory on that yeah. um for after because I, I there's i think they were trying to imply something but i don't yeah that that whole that whole character narrative is just insane mm-hmm. um but in all of this he actually makes a really good point about the contention about the dismissal of their son like out of all of the reasons to go on this crazy thing, the like all of these were like these very obtuse, like women are bad and stuff this. And he literally points, he goes, yeah, by the way, he never used your last name and he got the lead role based on his talent and you completely dismissed him and you're a terrible mother. And it was like, that was a real, you're like, oh, okay, that that's real. Like, okay, I could, that's like a true crime mm-hmm. thing. Like, okay, I can see how that would be like, create, like, you know, not the point of driving someone crazy, but at least like, that's the only arguable point out of his entire tirade until he says, I'm going tomorrow to the Rose Bowl game with my boy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Although he does. Okay. So he does give the best fucking one liner where he cuddles up next to her and he goes, I can hear your heart beating. I don't like that. That is good. <laughs> I was like, perfect. Like that got a fucking gold star from me. Going back <clears throat> to the Rose Bowl thing real quick. I remember thinking at the time I was like, what would they be th- like? Imagine being at a huge college football game the day after you like killed four or five people and they're your mom and or your wife, like, I just thought it was very funny to try and picture those two at the Rose Bowl the next day being like, isn't this fun? Drinking a beer. Bonding. That's insane. Um, Maybe they'd be in disguise. Guys, can we we talk about the murder elevator for a minute? Because that's the most, one of the most insane setups because clearly that entire intent of the entire film was to get his wife into an elevator shaft tied up to the elevator Uh, yeah that was wild (laughs) 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 i was just like like well this is the kookiest way to kill your wife because like he had the power box and everything set up and it's like he had it all designed yeah really good at elevatoring 
Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, the hours of night school it must have taken to master elevators to the point that you could do this and kill your wife is just like, I mean, the dedication is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so she gets lifted kind of up and down and up and down. Uh, and then she actually gets to see the head of her assistant that he just casually put up top somewhere in a nook. Yeah, just the first away. kill of the movie in mm-hmm. the... Mm-hmm. Bathroom. Continuity. With the drip that back. you loved so much. Oh my god, the canyon drip. Uh, that's <laughs> your mom's canyon drip. Yeah. Um <laughs> obviously okay. not yours, okay. but I couldn't pass it up. That's funny. I, it, no, it's fine. I yeah, she she understand. <laughs> I'm sorry, mom. He's sorry. Love you. Love you. Now we get a revolver <laughs> shoot out with the police. And uh, Richard hightails it out of there to the, uh, again, now we go into the movie trope. Uh, He had this, I also like the fact that it's all revolvers. The entire shootout is just revolvers. And it's just like a Western shootout. And fucking Richard hightails it up the stairs, not down, makes it to the roof. He puts on his laurel mask. He drops his knife and his gun. And then he quotes William Shakespeare. And... Mm -hmm. He just jumps to his fucking death, oh, yeah. and there's and it's this, part of Hamlet's okay. soliloquy that to be or not to be, but not the not to be or not to be. It's like Die. a part later in it. It's uh, um, couldn't get the rights. Okay, I know I wasn't. Gonna, <laughs> I know I wasn't gonna right. <laughs> um, I know I said I wasn't gonna bring up the Foley artist again. Oh, here, um, we, go. here we go. No, like this is out of all the goofy ass shit in this fucking movie. We don't even get a splat. Like we just get, we don't even hear him land, hit. It just, it's just a huge he, he jump. Not, I don't even I don't, notice. Yeah, no, get, yeah. There's he just jumps again, off and it's like boing, and then nothing, something. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. All right, you know, Richard's dead. Derek unmasks daddy uh, and simultaneously gives him a scalp massage. Uh, and you can kind of clearly see this is where he fucking snaps. So Blaze is found in the elevator and uh, put into an ambulance. And as it pans up from paramedic to her, we now see Derek in full-blown fucking psycho with the uh, dead body of the driver in the passenger seat with the laurel mask on as they pull out and you hear New Year's Eve is hitting Hawaii. So he picked up where his dad <laughs> left off. Oh, yeah. And uh, guess what, guys? We kick into the fucking jam of New Year's Evil again we to better. tie the entire movie. So better. I, so- I assumed that that meant he killed his mom at that point because it was the New Year's Eve and a new because you kept doing it on the countdown. Totally, is that unless you count what the we're driver. supposed to think? Unless you count the driver, but you now I would assume the. I mean, I'm assuming he's going to kill his mom. I mean, right? I yeah. Well, but the other ones, he he sink. It was the dad, but he was syncing it up with the uh, oh, with the actual time. Like, so like I was that. assuming that the mom that it was like. Uh, countdown in Hawaii, you know. Gonna go do it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of left open, but it's uh, mm-hmm. what a fucking ride, gentlemen. What a ride, what a ride indeed. indeed. That shit was wild. It was fun. I had a good time with it. I think towards the end, I got a little lost with it, especially when it turned into just like a shootout. I was like, this is eh. It kind of lost me towards that part. But well, it sounds uh, like you missed some things too. 
I missed him putting on a mustache and <laughs> <laughs> taking it off. Taking it off, but like <laughs> I don't feel like I missed a, a terrible amount of it. I just feel I mean that's just my opinion is that towards yeah. the end it was just a little shootouty as opposed to I don't know and oh no it definitely like it it, it well, was I more of a thriller. A, yeah, it has more of an identity crisis because like there's these just um there's these action scenes that are just plopped in out of no like not mm-hmm. out of nowhere but like it is a hard right from like a like a slashery kind especially of especially like, the biker horror. stuff it's just oh the entire right. biker scene was insane that was ridiculous <laughs> totally and i don't even know like they don't even bring this up but there's some dialogue that richard makes that kind of insinuates that derek and richard both were scheming with this but like loosely so it's like I don't know if Derek yeah, was thought, in on this I the whole time. They, some, I think he like maybe knew it was happening. Hmm. Yeah, I don't it's know. Like we made plans. Like yeah, there's some. Oh, but that dialogue. wouldn't make sense if he kept trying to call to get through to his dad. We saw him do that. Yeah, I didn't I think know. he knew about knew about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I don't think I did either. No, I, I don't think, think I was like, just wondering it now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's like I think they may have like made an insinuation about it, but like they don't actually pan out on it or explain it or anything like that it's just derek loses his mind and goes goes full daddy well any you got more notes for us ross um the only other thing that i've got because i know you guys wanted to know this um shadows yeah no shadows a real band Mm -hmm. um they are like what an IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, uh, no, they are actually they are a band. They are from Seattle, I think, and they're actually the only physical recording of this was actually sent out to um, as a, like a promotion thing for like radio. So there's like a uh, like a seven inch LP with okay. New Year's Evil on it. Uh-huh. But it was for promotional oh. use only. Mm-hmm. Promo copy. That's neat. Performed by rock band Shadow. I guess maybe it's not that they're not a real band, but that's just how they're credited on, on IMDb. Totally. Which but it's also weird because like, I didn't really, really amuses find... me. <laughs> well, it could also be it's because it's an in, like not indie, but as in like probably a local band tour like from seattle i i couldn't honestly find much on the actual band itself shy of like the ecosystem of new year's evil yeah there's not much on it they basically formed in like 1973 and were doing stuff until new year's evil was like their only real hit of anything it seems like Mm. so it was definitely a fun ride and we had um it 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 was (laughs) It was fun. I had a good time with it. I think it's time to yeah. go around the the horn and do uh, a few ratings mm-hmm. for this one. So we're gonna we're gonna start with Sam. Sam, how many fingers mm. are you chopping off? Yeah, right. Okay. Over well, I'm working on a new rating system. I'm still figuring it out right now. Okay. But I have each one of my fi- five fingers represents a different thing. So first one is whether it's recommendable. I'm um, giving it half a finger for recommendable. <laughs> Uh, the next one is rewatchable, giving it half a finger for rewatchability. Okay. 
in the next one. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, they're all half a finger. I end up giving it a 2.5. But the next one is <laughs> Villain, which gets a half a finger. Quotable is half a finger. And whether it has a certain, as the French say, chuttle. And that's a point five half a finger. So altogether, that's two and a half fingers in the grave. <laughs> two and a half fingers in the grave from Sam. I think okay. I will agree. Maybe I'll give it a little. No, I'll agree with that. Two and a half fingers sounds about right for what this was. I had a lot of fun. The dialogue was ridiculous. The phone calls, evil was wild. And it was a fun ride. And I knew it would be fun to like talk about with you guys so there's that shuttle factor for sure mm-hmm. oh, but, uh, absolutely. but in terms of it i don't know maybe i will rate it a three because i what did i i forget what i rated uh black christmas at this point but i put it i, I enjoyed them kind of almost uh, the same level of enjoyment different types of enjoyment but mm-hmm. the same i'd rate them on the same level i'm gonna have to re-rate all my stuff and that i'm still i <clears throat> it's not quite nailed down yet so I'm trying to make mine where like both Scream and Troll 2 could both get five fingers in the grave and Treevenge. So it's hard to like come up with a score of things where like something that you really like and think is good versus some like Troll 2 or Treevenge, which you also like. Mm-hmm. But there is I, anyway. Anyway, I'm Ross, what are you going to go ahead and rate <laughs> this one that you have given us? Oh, man. Um, so... I'm going to give this a solid 3.5. Okay. This is, it's, yeah, it's a fun ride. Um, I like the creative choices on some of the actual, like the, the, the real life shit I thought was just amazing. Like just mm-hmm. having actually calling cops and actually doing these things. Cause it made it more of like a thriller than a slasher, but it kind of had an identity crisis throughout most of it yeah it's almost like it didn't know what it wanted to be right totally totally and it created this beautiful blob of just insanity and weirdness i mean it's like it's riding on the jock of uh, of just um kind of like date themed monster like slashers and things like that okay um but yeah i would say three five but this is a five with friends this is a weird one where I think like this movie excels in the fact that if we all watched it together Absolutely. and we're able to like riff through the film, mm-hmm. it's a like, this is a, uh, this is definitely like watch with friends. Like if you're just watching it just to watch it, you're going to be getting like a, between a two, five and a three, five, you know what I mean? But like, if you're watching this with friends, this is so much fun to sit and either make fun of or just kind of just the absurdity of it. I think if you've got a really good group of friends with you, uh, sit down and watch New Year's Evil one New Year's Eve because uh, you will be laughing pretty much the entire night. And there you have it. The film New Year's Evil. It was a fun one for all of us. And I think uh, I am a little bit happier for having seen it. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. You sound happier. I sound, you sound way yeah, happier, right? I don't know. It's a, it's 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 a, it's a long night of recording. So we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we're gonna come back with another. Would you rather to wrap it all up? 
And welcome back. Thank you very much to those kind sponsors for those kind words of encouragement. So as we said before the break, we're going to go ahead and jump right into would you rather? And I believe Ross, mm. I'm going to go straight to you just so maybe I don't accidentally steal yours again or anything. So Ross, what is yeah. your would you rather for this week? All right, gentlemen. It's kind of a multiple choice. Excellent. In okay. New Year's Evil. Mm-hmm. If you had to be one iteration of evil for the rest mm. of your life, oh. which evil would you be? Ooh, mm. interesting. Like, um, so must priest like evil, priest. We got, yeah, we got, we got okay. stabbing bikers priest. We got, um, let's see here. We got uh, getting it on orderly. We've got a uh, caterpillar leisure suit. Uh, technically, we've got a white trek suit in a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I, you know yeah. what? I'll even I'll even give you that. I'll even you can take the mask off, but only in fifteen minute increments. Okay, I mean that one and looks. I guess. Cool, I guess but... technically, technically, also maybe shower evil, like the Jallo kind of like with the gloves <laughs> and the trench coat. Shower Although that might get evil. really sweaty. It's yeah. shower evil. Shower evil. <laughs> um, I think I would be uh, the the fat mustache. One. I was gonna go with fat uh, a mustache evil mustache man. Yeah, mm-hmm. just because I yeah. thought it was I think a he's completely pro- different person. The- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess honestly that would make sense because he's the most passable like everyday life. I mean, you look a little weird in a leisure suit, but I mean besides that, I think people. I think he's, he's also I just, the like the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's the coolest evil. I want to be the coolest evil, you know. Yeah, no, I coolest evil, coolest evil. Are you agreeing with that, Ross? Is that what you're going with as well? Oh no, no, no! I would definitely be Trek suit Laurel. Of course, I figured as much. Yeah, Yeah. good, obvious. Good, good, good. And then, all right. So I think we got our answers for that one. Now, Sam, how'd you feel? about asking us something <laughs> oh yeah i have a question do you guys have any new year's traditions that what do you guys do on new year's eve anything uh no do you have your own traditions in your household or anything i do not um, unfortunately that's a very yeah sorry it's such a closed answer for me but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay i also have a would you rather uh I- Honestly, uh, just trying to be uh, around uh, loved ones. And uh, sometimes we watch the ball drop. Other times we don't. Uh, Last time I watched the season or no, sorry, the series finale. No, this was actually two years ago now of uh, Adventure Time and just cried all throughout New Year's. So that was. Oh, wow. That was. Yeah, that was a really. I was like, let me finish off the year with the most intense animation I could possibly think of. Didn't know what I was getting into. I, I haven't seen I haven't seen the end of it. I figure I'm going to end up seeing it one day now. (laughs) It's so rough. It's so rough. Yeah. Okay. Do you? Uh, Do you have any traditions? Yeah. What about you? We do. Thank you for asking. (laughs) So uh, one of the things we've been doing is for years now, one of the things we do is we get champagne. Although I guess we won't this year because... The wife is pregnant. Oh. But maybe we'll get some sparkling apple cider or something. And we, Sam, my wife's name, 
it has the same name as me, so I'm not speaking in third person audience. But um, sure, mm-hmm. Sam has a uh, heard about some tradition where you get you put stuff inside a bag that you want to come to you in the coming year. Mm-hmm. So she gets like we get a little pouch, we put money and what whatever in there just stuff it full of money that's the only thing we want <laughs> no but like money and food different things to represent things good health mm-hmm. and stuff like that put it outside the door so that the and then pull it inside on us by a string so the first thing that comes in the new year is all these positive things and then we also eat chinese food and watch the best movies of the year that we had not seen yet that year Oh, that's a good one. I might steal that one. That's Please. yeah. I like to try to be like, try to get all those movies in before the year's done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, we call it the what's all the fuss about? It's movies we've heard about, but haven't seen yet. So we're what's seeing what all the fuss is about. Love the fact that you guys have themed with a title traditions. Mm-hmm. God, that makes yeah, it hard. started, I don't know, however long ago when it's like, all right, well, I'm not going out for New Year's. What am I going to do instead? Totally. For but, sure, uh, for sure, for sure. Do you guys want a would you rather? Sure. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah, give you it You can time. say no. All right, I'm going to give you one I haven't read yet. It is... Finger nipples. <laughs> We've done that. <laughs> um... Would you rather walk to work in heels or drive to work in reverse? Hmm. Uh, um, uh, I would walk to work in heels because I work directly outside my house. Definitely. What about you guys? <laughs> oh, God damn it. Yeah, I guess I'd have to go in reverse because like heels on the three streets I need to get, a few streets I need to get to work would be terrible. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, drive in reverse, I guess. Or walking heels. I don't know. Walking in heels doesn't seem... I feel like it just depends on how far you have to walk. Yeah, I don't have much experience, but driving reverse is tough. I I, oh, I would have I would to deal with a lot car. of traffic. You would have to like... Yeah, yeah. it's like... Yeah, it depends on what kind of roads you would have to go on or what... Or also, it depends on the take. heels. Yeah, yeah. How big are the heels? heels yeah. Are we talking stilettos? Are we talking like yeah, six talking inch wedges? Like, or are we talking like a little bit? Heel- like a little... Just a little... Just a little pop. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the difference in all these things. All right. He doesn't know, but uh, I know something about stilettos, pumps in the club, right? Uh Exactly. (laughs) You're right. You're right. I don't know. Uh, Maybe ultimately the driving the car because then I'll have a car. Sure. (laughs) That I can drive home forward. Yeah. I'll drive it forward and not have to wear heels on the way home. So, (laughs) all the way home. Great. I, I think I'll finish it off with one more question. Tie in our last two movies we've watched. Who would you rather have stalking you? Billy from uh, Black Christmas or Evil from New Year's Evil? I'll go Evil 100%. I would laugh every time we called but Billy every time we called I'd be like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> come, come find me. Come find me. I dare you. Um, Whereas evil, I'd be like, <laughs> wear a mustache and glasses, fool. Um, bring it. I still know Unless you're my I husband. Elevator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I just think find evil so much more entertaining. Billy 
Billy's bad news. Billy's yeah. a creep. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with Sam and go with evil. Yeah. Because evil... Yeah, I feel like I could probably take on evil. As in, <laughs> like, Billy's... He's like a lunatic, dude. Superhero. Like, I, I, he's just... He, he's fucking wackadoo. Like, there's something about Billy that I'm like, nah, I don't want to... I don't want to fuck... I don't want to fuck around with that. Evil, I could be like, okay... I I know you stabbed that biker, but I might actually have a de- like a sixty percent chance of maybe getting out of this unscathed. Right. Maybe you could like pretend to hate women as well. Get off! <laughs> like women, on. right? He'd be like, oh, oh, you want to complain it. about women? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh I got you, you a tracksuit. Yeah, exactly. If you yeah, just have a tracksuit on you. I feel like I agree. Yeah. I would go with evil after me as well billy does is a little bit more he's a little more intense intense way more maniacal uh a little crazy so yeah yeah i guess you can't trust crazy Mm. Mm -hmm. well there you have it there's our episode there's our new year's eve new year's evil roundup end of the year extravaganza so thank you all very very much for for taking this journey with us and hopefully you'll be there forward into this new year we're so excited we have Mm -hmm. a lot on the horizon for everyone and we're going to do our best to keep bringing you this 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 content that we're bringing now and doing our best to improve and do things better better than ever and have a lot of fun with it so through evil through evil so uh, we hope you're enjoying it because we're sure as hell enjoy doing it so thank you Mm -hmm. all very very much for listening and especially if you've you know listened to all of this listen to one of it or none of it well, not none of it. I say that every time. Don't worry about the but don't listen to <laughs> well, at least one of it because <laughs> they hear you. I'm going to make a bold statement. Bold, bold statement <laughs> against all people. those people that have never listened to this. Screw you. But if you listen to one episode or all the episodes, we love you just as much. So thank you very much. And until next time, we'll be waiting. Do you hear that? It sounds like he's playing Imogen Heap. <laughs> I kind of heard something. I, oh, I think he's got a filter on his fucking mic. Oh, uh, and that's why I was asking if he sounded different. Yeah. Do I sound different? Because you have, you have auto tune. Who? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Hey, what's going on, my friend? <laughs> I literally, dude, you left, and I was like, "Oh, I, I was like, is he listening to fucking Imogen Heap? Like, I don't understand what's going." On. Ooh.